The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Hey everybody, welcome to the Stage Store Show tonight. This is Dave Hondell. I have a good friend of mine uh, on the show tonight. He's an international Italian tenor. Uh, Michael Casteldo. Michael, thank you for being with us tonight and welcome back to the show. Thanks, Dave. Thanks again uh, for having me on your show. It's been quite a while and uh, I'm very, very excited to, to be here uh, with you. Actually, you were one of my very, very first guests, Michael, and I know we talked about how we met back then on that show, but just to kind of catch up my new listeners, you know, Michael and I have known each other from uh, from about 2000 and I want to say 2011 when I got to New York City. Uh, Michael was one of the first people I, I had the pleasure of meeting and, and we've been friends ever since, but um, Michael and I met at uh, the Songwriters Guild Pro Shop uh, run by Ann Ruckert, who's a mentor of of us and ours and who unfortunately passed away um, a few years back. But, uh, you know, Michael and I have kept in contact ever since. And, you know, just the talent that Michael has, songwriting talent, performing talent, and just, uh, just an amazing uh, person as well. So, Michael, just it's been a great, uh, great friendship and, you know, just great to have you in my life. Thank you, Dave. It's been a great journey and uh, your friendship uh, means a lot and your talents, uh, um, taking photos and video and editing uh, has been uh, tremendous uh, in my uh, career development uh, as I tell my story uh, to various uh, uh, friends and, and fans and new fans of the of the Stage Door Show. Well, thank you, Michael. And, and you know, just being an international uh, Italian tenor, that doesn't mean you just do Italian music. You have a, you have a crossover act as well, and you do a lot of, uh, you know, performing with your big band and your quartets and, you know, your solo uh, performances and, you know, your Christmas concerts. And you do so many different things, and it's so varied that it's it's just amazing to me how you can – you can go from one genre really to another so quickly and and you have your same fans or super fans follow you from all over the country to go to your shows and it just it amazes me every time I go to a show to see the same people that travel you know uh, from far distances to watch you so how does that feel to you to have such super fans out there like that it's an uh, it's an amazing feeling uh, dave because um you know when you have a, a story to tell um and you are more than a one-dimensional artist, I like to say three-dimensional, uh, we all have various interests. And the fact that our interests uh, resonate with, um, our, and our varied interests resonate with uh, various fans. And my demographics have been growing over the past uh, several years now. At one time, it was only one age group, and now that's expanded tremendously. So it's it's exciting. It really, truly is that um, uh, what independent artists are able to do now compared to years ago uh, was unheard of. And yes, there's uh, um, you know two steps forward, three steps back sometimes with the technology. But once you apply yourself and you learn it, you can really, really um, figure out a way to to best reach as many people as possible. And, and it's all about the story. So if it's Christmas concerts, if it's uh, with the big band, if it's with a quartet, 
if it's singing Italian songs, classic Italian songs, or if it's uh, American hit songs, but sung in Italian language or the Calabrian language. It, to me, if you look back at the, the Beatles, they weren't always doing the same thing. They, they grew in their careers and in their artistry. Same thing with Elvis. There was the young Elvis, uh, the rockabilly, then the 1960, then the 68 comeback, 69 comeback concert. And then there was the, the Las Vegas uh, uh, vibe. So as artists grow and develop, we're all works in progress. We develop and we continue to expand our artistry. And hopefully we keep our audience and build on it. You know, talking about that evolving you know music has evolved just i mean over the past several years and it keeps evolving and you know back when you know you started in music and and i even started in music videos we didn't have social media we didn't have cell phones even <laughs> back then so i mean there really wasn't the avenues that you see today uh for you know any if you, if you don't keep up with the times i mean you're gonna get lost in the shuffle right it's true. And I did get lost uh, in the shuffle. I had some, um, uh, let's call them family um, issues uh, the past several years where uh, I needed to take my focus away from music and focus on the family. And, um, and just those couple of years, you were the one that told me about TikTok <laughs> and, and the wonderful work that the, your daughter Jessica is is having on TikTok. And I'm now just starting to learn about that. But Facebook, of course, many, many years, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and there's always going to be something new that's going to come out that's that you, you need to use and figure out how to connect with uh, with your fans. Uh, uh, as, as time goes on. So yes, uh, you have to stay uh, on top of things. There's no question about it. And, and the music industry has been evolving for the past 125 years, not only the past several years, it's constantly evolving. If you think of the history from, you know, the printed page to the piano rolls, to the uh, wax cylinders and, and the 78s and the albums and the 45s and the 8-tracks and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, you know, and even just the recording studios over the past several years have, have really kind of shut down. And, you know, I, I, I know even Tony Bennett's son had a had a recording studio and, and, you know, a lot of these recording studios just, you know, seem to be kind of fading away, unfortunately, because I think there's, there's a lot of good... Um, you know, a, a lot of good work that can be done in a recording studio. But now with the technology, people can record at home and have that same quality of sound that you would coming out of a recording studio. So what are your thoughts about the recording studios? I know somebody with, uh, you know, your experience in recording, I mean, you've recorded in all kinds of different elements, I'm assuming. But what do you what are your thoughts about recording more like, in, you know, in home studios now as opposed to going to like Avatar Studios in New York City, let's say? Uh, it depends on the style of music. So dance music, uh, uh, Americana, um, it can be done from home, electronic music, if, if you will. But if it's, if it's a jazz quartet, you want that live feel. And, uh, and if it's obviously, you know, rock and roll, you want that live feel and you got to do those in, in recording studios. But mostly everything else can be done from home. The technology back many, many years ago to record a high quality uh, recording took hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now 
it's less than 15, less than 10,000, depending on the level that you want to you want to get to. Uh, and you can certainly do it from home as long as you have good uh, isolation from from the sound. In fact, uh, here in Manhattan, where I live, uh, just moments ago before <laughs> before we started, my neighbor above me was was hammering and working on something. And I was hoping that they were going to stop <laughs> before <laughs> our, our interview here. Kind of like uh, the dog outside my my. <laughs> My wall right here wouldn't stop before. Yeah. So I get it. You know, trust me. <laughs> you know, you have to do what you have to do, right? Um, and then with processing, quality of reverbs that exist there, you can make, you, uh, you can make your, your recording sound like they were recorded in major recording studios. And the amount of time. Right. There's a lot of time. A lot of people don't realize that to do a, a good quality recording can take hundreds of hours and a lot of people involved especially the song that we're getting ready to release um, that was recorded in different countries. And yes, because of the bandwidth that we now have, you can record from anywhere around the world. You no longer have to be in the centers of entertainment, New York, Nashville, LA. Yes. For networking and developing relationships, but you can record anywhere now. Yeah, and and speaking of that new work you were just mentioning here is uh, on, you know Spotify on the on the twenty second of April, uh, you're going to be dropping uh, Hotel California, which is one a cover that you just finished, and I love this song, you know, and I I helped put some together Thanks. some of the promos for you, but I, I just you know every time I listen to the song, it's just it just amazes me how how uh, you know you can take that song, which is a classic song, and just really put a nice unique twist on it, just enough to really make it just your own. And it's just it's just an amazing uh, song. So let's talk about that a little bit. Where did that? When was that born? Basically, and, and talk about the process uh, of Hotel California sure. and how you came up with that. Well, uh, being a, a child um, uh, that grew up listening to uh, FM radio in Toronto, Canada, during the seventies, when uh, I heard Hotel California for the first time on uh, on Chum Radio. That's what it was called in Toronto, C-H-U-M. Um, uh, I was drawn to the, the Phrygian um, chord progression, which is when you listen to a Phrygian chord progression, it's very Latin, very Spanish. And so I was drawn to that. And of course, the production, the meticulous, how meticulous the, the recording process was to get it just exact. Uh, the Eagles have always been known for really being exact and so precise and doing it so many times until, until it was, you know, ultra perfect in the, stu- in the studio. They recorded in California. They recorded in, in Florida. Um, when the song was presented to them by Don Felder, uh, to Glenn Fry and uh, and uh, and Don uh, Don Henley, um, the the working title of the song was Mexican Reggae. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, Mexican Reggae. So if you listen to the original version of Hotel California, you'll hear the guitar during the verses, kind of got in that reggae gro- groove because they didn't know to call it a Phrygian motor or whatever the case may be, but Mexican Mexico connected to to Spain. Uh, hence uh, the the working title. My version, and and I take a lot of pride in when I do uh, record a cover song of putting my own fingerprint on it. And I collaborate with many people 
and we we work on it, we fine tune it, we tweak it, we tweak it, we tweak it until it tells our story. basically going back to actually the roots of this song, Mexican reggae. But I'm singing it in the in the Calabrian language, not in English. Sure. I did take the lyrics. I did translate them into the Calabrian language. And that just in and of itself is an art form because you got to get the right tempo, the right meter, right pentameter, uh, where the beat lays down. And it's it's um, it's not easy. It, Take some time. Yeah. Well, one of the things I was going to ask you too, you know, when you when you sing a cover, let's say that that was a, an English cover or an English song, and you you translate it into um, you know Italian. Now I know that some of the Italian words obviously aren't going to be the same rhyming type of song. You know, so some songs that might rhyme. Is that, is that a conscious thing that you think about when when you're doing? A translation like that, and and how when you sing it in Italian, that the words might not rhyme. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, it does. But you're never going to have a literal translation. I know several languages. And so sometimes uh, uh, things are, are juxtaposed in order to have it make sense. And then it's, it's truly an art form, translating the lyric and making it work in another language. It's not uh, as easy as just translating. There are some things that have to be uh, worked and tweaked and changed around until, until it, it, it works. And so there's hours and hours and hours spent on this. You know, and I know that um, Spotify is is really one of the top uh, streaming platforms right now for, for musicians. And I know you're doing very well uh, on Spotify right now, just doing amazing on, on your on your music on there. And I know we want to we want to send people to Spotify on the 22nd of April. So talk about your uh, how, to, how to find you on Spotify and what they need to search in order to find that uh, song that you're dropping. Uh, if they go to my website, michaelcastaldo.com, and you could probably um, mention it in the, in, the, in the text when you post this, yep. um, I will have the link uh, directly uh, to follow me as an artist and the link to the actual song. Um, the other way is just to go to Spotify and put my name in Michael Castaldo and then put Hotel California remix and it, uh, and it should come up. Uh, and I'm hoping that people will, will add the song to their playlist, uh, and follow me and like it. And of course, to share it with, with others. That's the only way indie artists such as myself are going to uh, grow our, our, our base. And hopefully it's music and it's, it's, a, it's a vibe that uh, people are going to enjoy listening to uh, no matter what they're doing during the day. You know, Michael, speaking, I mean, your long story career, I mean, in music and I mean, you, you studied at like one of the top, you know, schools 
in in you know in music itself and your history that you've had in in this business you know uh, talk to our listeners out there that be a, the importance of because i i think you're the hardest working musician i've ever met um you never stop uh you know building your business and you know, you're always looking for new uh and unique ways to to gain a following and and so talk about the importance of working hard as an independent artist and somebody who's been signed and, and somebody who's worked with record companies and labels. And, you know, talk about the importance of being a business person in, in this uh, in this music world. And, you know, because I think a lot of people out there think that they're going to get famous and, and rich off of, you know, a song or two that might hit and, you know, on, on social media, let's say. And, you know, I don't think they really understand the work that goes in um, that you have to put in yourself and, you know, without having a huge team of people to talk about the importance of that. If you think of an iceberg and you think of what um, pops up above the water and then you think about the iceberg on what's beneath the water, everybody sees the tip of the iceberg and doesn't realize, you know, what goes on underneath and um, everyone who I know uh, that is successful and, and happy at what they do um, have a good work ethic. Um, they treat whatever art form they're in like a business, um, very professional, and, um, and they hustle. Um, I, I, I'm fortunate to, to be a product of an immigrant family. Um, and uh, most immigrants uh, that I know of um, don't want to go back home. They want to settle in a land of opportunity. And um, the way to have, make it that happen is to, to work hard, work smart as time goes on, uh, learn the craft. Uh, I was fortunate to be sat down by uh, my uncle when I was a teenager, and uh, he's basically said, you know, if you're looking to become famous, then, you know, continue doing what you're doing. But if you want to make a living in music and you never know if you're going to be successful or not, but at least have your craft down. And the way to do that is learn the language of music and go to a conservatory, learn all your skills. And so that you can then become employable and use all those skills, no matter if you're the flavor of the month or not. So on that note, I, uh, I, I was able to audition and got in at Berklee College of Music in Boston. And um, I got a scholarship for the last six, seven semesters during my time there. And that was very helpful um, on my parents' pocketbook. But even while I was in, in college, I was renting out my PA system to other students who were doing their recitals. And when I graduated, I sold that business to another student. Um, so I kind of always had that hustle in me uh, in a, I would say in a positive way, developing relationships, very, very important. This is a social business. Music is a social business. You can recall our wonderful friend Ann Rucker used to say that all the time yeah. and knowing how to network and develop those relationships. But you know, they keep on saying, it's not what you know, who you know. Yeah, but who you know, you can know a lot of people. But if you haven't got your craft skills together, they might do you a favor and hire you the first time or refer you the first time. But if um, you can't cut it, they're not going to refer you back again. You got to have the fundamentals down. So fundamentals, work ethic, 
hustle, treat what you're doing uh, as a business and uh, whatever you put out there, make it positive and hopefully it'll come back in a positive way uh, back to you as well. You also, Michael, um, are very, very close to a lot of your fans and you, you, I think you, you show appreciation for the people that come out and buy tickets to watch you uh, perform and I've seen it firsthand. So also talk about um, your relationship with your, your fans out there. Um, I had the opportunity many years ago to work with uh, Jose Feliciano, six times, seven time Grammy award winner and um, signed perform multiple times. And he would always have this phrase at the end of his performances that without you, he would point to the audience. I cannot do what I do. So I learned quite uh, early that uh, your fans and how you treat them and giving gratitude um, is important that they truly feel, uh, um, truly feel that so that um, uh, they feel connected to you. Um, Music is about uh, telling stories in a musical uh, format and uh, connecting. Um, uh, My job is to make people feel again. Sometimes they go through life and no matter what's going on in their life, they may not be feeling, they might be just like um, closed up. And then the song comes around and they want to weep, either tears of joy or tears of sadness. So if I move them for them to feel again, they're never going to forget that. They, they're going to have that connection with the artist, with the songwriter, whoever made them feel. And my, my job is to make sure that uh, I continue to make them feel, no matter what genre of music uh, that I'm doing. Um, and if I'm doing that and I'm doing it successful, I'll continue doing what, I'm, what I hope to do until my, my last breath. Who out there would you still uh, like to collaborate with or, or do a duet with uh, that you haven't had the pleasure of working with yet? Uh, thanks for asking that very difficult question, but uh, uh, I have eclectic taste and I, I admire many, many musicians and, and artists. Uh, I'll kind of pick one or two from each uh, from each decade. From, so from the 60s, <laughs> I'll say, of course, uh, uh, one of the Beatles, and that would leave uh, Paul McCartney or Ringo Starr. Uh, during the 70s, uh, the Eagles. So I'd love to do something with uh, with Don Henley. Mm-hmm. And uh, another artist would be uh, Gino Vanelli. Uh, during the uh, the 80s, uh, who who can we who can we say right now from 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 the 80s? That was the time when I was in, in college, and I think about all the art, the great artists, and unfortunately, they've all passed away. But um, um, yeah, um, I'm thinking of all the great artists and, and, and unfortunately they passed away during the 80s. Yeah. In the 90s, you know, anyone from the Backstreet Boys would be uh, fantastic in 2000s, Lady Gaga. And, uh, and, and currently I would say Billy Eilish. Yeah. Well, that's a great list. I mean, those are, those are all amazing performers. And, and I know that, uh, you know, um, just to hear you sing with any of them would be amazing. Uh, but again, even who you collaborate with now, I mean, you have some amazing uh, collaborations w- on, on your songs. And just again, for everybody that's listening right now that has not heard 
Michael Castaldo. You need to check him out. Just amazing music, and and you know I fell in love with your music just with with the song Prayer uh, that we did the music video for back when we met uh, in 2011. Yeah. Uh, and just ever since then, I've been a big fan. Uh, so, you know, Michael, I, I just can't th- thank you enough for, again for taking the time to be with us uh, tonight and also to, to uh, you know, highlight your new upcoming Hotel California cover uh, that's going to be dropping on the 22nd of April. And we're going to be dropping a lot of different uh, promos on our, uh, you know, websites and, and uh, social media as, as you will as well. Um, so people out there, my listeners, you know, keep checking those promos out. Uh, go to Spotify on the 22nd, uh, do a search for Hotel California Remix under M- M- Michael Castaldo. I just also want to uh, spell your first name because it's uh, spelt with E-A-L. So it's M-I-C-H-E-A-L-C-A-S-T-A-L-D-O. So go to his uh, website, michaelcastaldo.com, has all the promos on there. And also uh, the dates of his upcoming uh, radio promos as well. So you have a lot of radio support uh, for this as well. So talk about that as well, Michael, because I saw that you have a list of different uh, supporting uh, you know, p- uh, radio stations and, and uh, podcasts that you're going to be uh, you know, talking about this uh, going forward. Sure. Uh, and may I add one more artist, uh, the great uh, Andrea Bocelli. Oh, for would sure. Love, uh, 100%. Love for him to record uh, one of my songs. Wouldn't it be great oh, if man. we did uh, <laughs> prayer together? That would be amazing. I would that love would that. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, radio, I've developed this uh, wonderful relationship with many in the Italian-American, Italian-Canadian uh, community that ha- are radio hosts, radio programmers, producers throughout the country and uh, you know, maintain those relationships. And um, anytime I have a release, uh, they want to support one of their own, and um, and a lot of them are stepping up um, and um, and getting ready to uh, interview me and play a snippet of the song, and continuously uh, play a snippet of the song until the release date. And they they know that we want to drive traffic to to Spotify on the twenty second. Um, and um, a lot of them would come on board and and said, Mike, let's do this date. Let's do this date. And every day uh, that I have something new, I'm going to uh, list it on my Facebook page and make sure that everybody is informed so they can listen in and and follow and follow the journey of uh, of this project, which is two years in the making, actually, uh, Dave, because, you know, we've we've all been devastated because of this uh, pandemic. And um, a lot of people have been depressed. They lost, they lost loved ones. And um, uh, for, for myself, uh, you know, just getting the creative juices flowing again and, and, and releasing something new and fresh uh, that people can enjoy means a lot to me for my mental state. So the, 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 uh, the support from the Italian American and Canadian community has been immense. Immense. Yeah, I mean, I, I just just mentioning it's two years in the making. I think uh, you know a lot of people when they hear a song or or watch a movie or or a TV show, they think you know they just uh, they just kind of appear. <laughs> you know, these things take a long time. Sometimes you look at a documentary, it might take years to make, and and you know a song, you know it's it's uh, it's something that it's a creative endeavor, and you don't want to put out something that's not. Uh, you know your vision so I mean your vision is definitely you know when you put things out you can just tell that they were well thought out and they they took a while to do so you know again that's that's kudos to you and 
and um, you know the way you run your business and the way you you uh, you know you, you do your craft. So uh, again, so Michael Costaldo, everyone, michaelcostaldo.com. Uh, make sure you go to Spotify on the 22nd of April and do the search again for Hotel California Remix, and you will not be disappointed. And I know you just heard uh, a clip of that on this podcast. So again, just go there and get the whole song. Uh, just over five minutes, uh, five minutes and thirty six seconds, I believe. Um, yes, correct. Yeah, so it's so it's it's uh, you're you're getting your money's worth on this song. So definitely check it out. So Michael, well, Dave, did you know that originally when the Eagles came out with the song, it was over six minutes. The record label told them to uh, shorten it, and they uh, stood fast and strong. And said, no, it's got to be the entire song. The length is what it is. And um, well, you know, American Pie, um, Don McLean's song, American Pie, was over eight minutes long. And I mean, it's one of the classics out there. So there are songs, I think, that, you know, it, it, it is, the song is what the song is. You know, it's like if that if you want it to be a certain length, that that's what it should be. Uh, you know, and talking about being an independent artist, you know, if you have your own label or your own, your own nowadays, when you can put out your, your own streaming services, you can make it as long as you want. You know, it can be 10 minutes if you want, right? So that's another benefit, I think, nowadays to be able to put things out yourself on streaming services as opposed to kind of looking at the record label saying, okay, well, what do you guys want? I mean, you know, so it's, it's, there's no compromises. You can do whatever you feel creatively you want to do. But at the end of the day, as independent artists, you know who our bosses, our fans. If they continue to support us and um, and stream our music at one time, you know, buying and come and support us when we perform, uh, they'll let us know what they like, what they don't like. As a, as an artist, we got to create. We put it out there. We wait and see what the response is, and we make adjustments. So Hotel California. When I originally did it was nine years ago, came out on the Bergamo CD. It had a certain vibe to it, but hence remix going in and doing things that we weren't capable of doing back then. Resound the vocals, uh, just different perspective. And uh, I'm very, very excited about the work that we did on this remix. Uh, It's it's very contemporary. And I think it's going to resonate with a lot more people than 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 the first time around. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, just uh, good luck with that, Michael, and whatever we can do, as always, you know, we'll we'll definitely do uh, whatever we can to support it. And uh, best of luck. And, you know, we'll be talking to you very, very soon. So thanks again, Michael. Thanks again for having me, Dave. All the best. Uh, love to you, Jessica, and the family. And you, you and Bojana, and uh, also Elvis too. <laughs> your, 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 your dog. I love, I love your family. So, and, uh, and I for- love your family yeah. as well. Thank <laughs> thanks, you. thanks, Michael. You and Gigi, Gigi. That's yes. right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Ciao, ciao.